Green Visions, Green Ideas. Welcome to a new episode and we discuss today the impact and the need to fly and alternatives to flying. I welcome today Giovanni Gianotti, a friend of mine, and uh, he's working for a company in Denmark, and Oliver Niebuhr, who is in the scientific business, business and you know him from other podcasts as well. And uh, I want to thank especially to allgoodspeakers.com for their continuous support. Welcome, Giovanni. How are you doing? Hi. Hi, well, I'm fine, thanks. Fine. Thank you for inviting. Will you introduce yourself, Giovanni, briefly for our listeners? Yes. Well, uh, I'm an Italian engineer and working uh, 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 as a project manager for a multinational retailer based in the south of Denmark. My work consists in uh, uh, opening new stores all over the world and uh, care of the interior design of the uh, of the sales point. In the last uh, years, in the last ten years, I took an average of uh, 60, 70 flights uh, per year, and the reason of those flights was for uh, new openings, uh, meeting with suppliers, uh, contractors, uh, and uh, colleagues in the in in the brands of the company. Well, that's really a lot. Um, and Oliver, what, what's your experience with flying? Well, also, um, as a researcher, basically, you actually fly quite a lot. Um, of course, not last year and potentially also not this year. And, uh, but uh, in the years before, uh, I think you can easily have, well, about a dozen um, flights per year to remote conference locations, for instance. Then you can easily have a dozen flights per year. So also actually research is quite a flight intensive field. Yes, okay, then we are there already and we are having a problem maybe with flying. I just want to give some background how bad flying actually is. It's around 2.4% of global CO2 emissions come from aviation. This doesn't sound very much, but together with the gases and the water vapor trails produced by aircrafts, the industry is responsible for around 5% of global warming. This doesn't seem much, as I mentioned, but on the other hand, uh, one it, uh, the traffic in general stands for about one quarter of all greenhouse gas emissions, and that includes the flights of 11.5%. But here you have to be aware of that it's uh, estimated that only about 3% of the global population take regular flights. So it's individuals that fly, and it's not the companies that um, that have to do their business that uh, in general uh, use flights. They do their traffic on the roads. And uh, even a return flight from London to Copenhagen emits around 0.6 tons CO2. And that's three times the emissions saved from a year of recycling at home. Um, so keep this in mind. And emissions from planes are rising rapidly. They increased by 32% between uh, 2013 and 2018. So that's five years and 32% increase. That's These are findings from a BBC article in 2020. 
why do we actually fly? You have heard already uh, the opinions from Giovanni and from uh, Oliver, and I can contribute. I'm also scientifically have to fly every now and then to a meeting, but I try uh, to use the train as much as possible when it's within Europe. I try this and try to combine also different uh, journeys. And uh, on the private side, I try not to fly anymore. So, but now Giovanni, you you want to maybe add and elaborate a little bit more on, on the must flights. Well, yeah, as I said uh, before COVID, uh, I was used to take uh, many flights per year. Uh, the reasons were uh, different, uh, as I said, meetings, uh, mm -hmm. negotiation and so on. Uh, I believe that uh, half of the business trip uh, could be, uh, are not really necessary. So I think that in the future, after the experience we had with COVID, we could reduce uh, the number of, uh, of trips. Uh, I believe that the company should take this opportunity uh, of this this break uh, to review their policies, especially the one well, especially the one related to the to the to the, to the employees' uh, trips. Uh, I think that can be improved. Uh, they can do a lot. The companies can improve a lot this this process. Uh, for example, uh, the, the company can uh, uh, have new rules for the booking of for the booking of the trip, for example, uh, just to select the trip, not just uh, according to the price, but uh, uh, to select the routes according to the sustainability. Or I think that the company could do a lot uh, improving the internal approval process for travels. Uh, that means that, for example, the employee, each employer, uh, each employee, uh, should give a real motivation for the business trip. Um, so there should be a, a detailed description where the employee says that I go there for this meeting and for these benefits. Because in my experience, uh, it happened that most of the of the business trip we were in a hurry and it was not clear uh, the scope of the of the trip. And most of the times it ended like uh, just a trip where we had one hour meeting and then uh, back. And also the company could uh, could somehow give priorities to the to the meetings. For example, could make um, classification of the business trip. For example, a necessary presence where, for example, sales people or uh, um, where it's important to have the touch and feel. Uh, so those are the the necessary trips. But also uh, B, category B, where uh, the, the presence is optional. And I mean quarterly coordinate, quarterly meetings, uh, coordination meetings, town hall, where they are uh, relevant meetings where decision is, is made. And, uh, and category C, where unnecessary, where presence is not unnecessary. It means those meetings uh, where uh, there are no decision uh, with those meetings where there are no important announcements and those meetings you can yeah easily uh, do via uh, internet. Yeah, very good suggestions. Uh, I think you are pretty right there. <laughs> Oliver, what would you say? Yeah, basically the same. Um, um, I don't see that we will get back to the normal flying around um, um, habit that we have in science uh, so far. People actually enjoy a lot um, 
these kind of new um, hybrid conference events, um, especially because they give them the opportunity to be, for example, on day A uh, to take part in a meeting in Paris and um, just one day later to have a talk somewhere in Brazil. People can actually publish more, they can present more. Um, and this somehow is an important argument um, that, that will... Um, that will counterbalance the advantage of personal meetings. So um, people still say, yes, of course, um, any kind of gather town or whatever um, we can use will not replace personal meetings. And I would also perfectly agree to this. But the opportunity of having virtual meetings and the increase in publications and also um, presentations that this would mean um, matches with what you can perhaps say uh, the zeitgeist <laughs> that is nowadays um, there in, um, in science that you need uh, so that um, the publication pressure is actually increasing. Uh, and, this was, and this is a way um, to do it and people will welcome, will actually embrace this. So I would say that we will get less flights definitely also in academia because people have gotten experience now with how well it works and they will not switch back entirely at least. Yeah, I can also agree in this. But yeah, as you also mentioned, both of you, there are some important meetings where you really have to have a physical meeting yeah. because the interaction is just different. Um, there was a professor, Gössling, he's called a uh, professor at Linnaeus and Lund Universities in Sweden. He made uh, an experiment with his uh, within his studies and asked his students that his international students that were on flights quite often, how important they would rate their flying uh, activities. And uh, there were just about 58 of the percent of the flights were rated like very important or important. So uh, almost as you both uh, say, uh, you can cut like half of the flights because the other ones are maybe not so important. And you give it another thought, uh, then you would say, okay, I stay home and do the participation from home via, uh, via online conference participation. Mm -hmm. And there are also other ways of uh, traveling. I mean, if it's within Europe, I, ma I made some good experience really on a trip uh, that you can combine different uh, destinations on, on one trip and then um, do, do them all in one go. Stay away a little bit longer, but then having done everything in one go. And uh, other possibilities in private, I think I enjoy very much traveling by train. Um, and uh, I really uh, would embrace it if trains would get better, especially in Germany yeah. And, yeah, uh, and the connections faster because uh, you, you can work nicely in a train. It's possible. And, and uh, the whole uh, experience, ex experience there is nice. Um, so your actual travel starts already when you start uh, entering the train and not just when you leave the plane. Yeah. Instead of this, we have mm -hmm. in Italy we have uh, the example of the uh, transportation between Rome and Milan. Um, in the past, uh, people were used to to fly from Rome and uh, to Rome from Milan and to Milan. Well, the distance is about uh, six hundred kilometers, and uh, as soon as uh, uh, the government decided to 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 build the high speed uh, train from the two city, the dynamic of the transportation changed a lot. So people actually uh, prefer the train because of course, 
you have uh, uh, you can go from the center of uh, one city, you can go to the center of the second city and the destination city. And so you don't have uh, uh, you don't have to reach the airport, you know, those that time where you have for boarding and for check-in. Uh, so uh, and also you don't have any any um, liquid limitation in your luggages. You don't have any weight. So people uh, people prefer to travel to travel by train. And of course, one component which is very important the, the connection with uh, with the world, internet connection. So while you're traveling by train, you can be connected with uh, with the world. Yeah, Oliver, you want to add something to this statement? Actually, not so much, but I also do use the train whenever possible, especially uh, for um, both in-country trips, uh, for instance. And I also like the opportunity to actually be able to um, to work. Who has ever tried uh, to fold up a laptop screen in front of another person's seat when flying actually knows what I'm talking about. Uh, this can be much more convenient in the train. And as you also said, um, Giovanni, we do have internet on the train, although it's not always um, available and sometimes um, very strongly in terms of the speed. So I also had a Zoom meeting, by the way, on the train, and this was actually interrupted whenever we got into a tunnel. So we, uh, <laughs> I actually had um, 10, uh, 10 Zoom meetings um, as a single Zoom meeting, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to start it. Uh, just waiting yes. and hoping for something to get better is not good. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, and there's, of course, also the, the possibility to compensate for your flights. And this is something mm -hmm. you should do, although it is really difficult to, to compensate on a, in a correct way. What does it mean to compensate? Uh, often these companies that offer compensation for CO2 emissions, they are, they are building, for example, trees. Um, this is maybe not the best decision to do because uh, until the, the tree is grown up and will actually then uh, use the CO2 and, and store it, uh, is there will be some time and we will have to, to build, uh, to, to grow a lot of trees before we can actually compensate all these flights that we are doing. So um, this alone is not a good idea, but um, there are some standards and the UN has, uh, for example, a gold standard for certification that they give to some companies. And uh, this is... Uh, yeah, a kind of sign, at least at these companies, they do a bit more than just planting trees. And um, so when you when you have a look at this compensation in general is a good idea if you have to fly and then you can compensate at least a part of your CO2 emissions. And um, just to finish off this conversation for today on flying, what would be uh, your final statement, Giovanni, for today's? Well, I think that in order to in order to improve our our planet, uh, we should. It, it's a responsibility of, of the individuals. It's a responsibility of companies. It's a responsibility of uh, uh, governments. We all have to do our 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 part. And we, uh, if each single uh, does uh, his job, uh, then I think that we could get great great result. I would like just to mention uh, um, uh, about uh, what happened in, in our company. Uh, we used to have uh, every year for big, uh, for big events uh, called conferences. 
where in those meetings uh, were shown a new campaigns, new collection were presented. And uh, so it means that four times per year, a group of uh, people were coming from US, from Canada, Panama, UK, Amsterdam, Singapore, Australia, China and Japan, all the branches of the company were coming four times per year and uh, big groups of people coming. So this required a big organization of costs uh, and of course, huge impact on, on the environment. Well, I don't want to say thanks to COVID, but due to COVID, uh, those conferences were online all the time with uh, big savings. And uh, in the future, the company decided to reduce, well, after COVID, uh, they will be reduced to only two conferences per year, and the number of people will be reduced a lot. Yeah, very good. Impressive. <laughs> Oliver? Indeed, yes. Um... Yeah, I think that my final statement is both um, a call <laughs> and, uh, and well, it's actually two requests, let's say. Um, the one goes to the scientific community to resist the temptation to now board the planes again when it is possible. Uh, I think we have all seen that it is possible uh, to have interesting virtual meetings um, that, of course, you should continue to meet personally, but some of the meetings can and should remain to be replaced by the by some kind of virtual meetings. And the other call goes to the developers of such scientific meetings. And I think um, we have nice platforms. Um, Gather Towns is just one of them. Um, there's also, a, for example, Meet in VR, and there are also many other VR um, and interaction platforms. And my idea is keep on developing them, keep on making them nicer, more interactive, more innovative, so that you actually help to prevent people boarding a plane. Very nice statement. Thank you, Oliver. And from my side, privately, I would also um, recommend to just have a look on what's going on, which is what is closer by. It doesn't have to be the Maldives for a private trip. It can be also somewhere um, in Spain where you reach out uh, just by taking a train, a fast train from Paris, where you have a stopover and uh, some overnight maybe, and then continue your travel. So combining these kind of things really also helps to reduce uh, plane travel and can give you fun still. So with this, I thank all of you for participating today. Thank you, Giovanni and Oliver. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. And bye-bye to everybody.